0: This podcast is brought to you by Hanley's Clean Meals. Hanley's Clean Meals provide you with nutritionally balanced prepped meals that will aid you in all walks of life. Hanley's Clean Meals provide numerous intercounty teams with meals. For more information, visit their website hanleyscleanmeals.ie or follow them on social media. Joined now by Davey Burke to have a brief look back on the Talton Cup over the week- weekend, uh, qualifier draw and the four provincial finals to take place uh, this weekend. Davey, we had the first two ever Talton Cup games um, over the weekend. I suppose everyone has said that this Talton Cup isn't going to get the appreciation it deserves, but the first weekend and everything, how do you feel it went?
1: Yeah. Um, I feel it went well as well as possible. Obviously, the problem squashed in, you know, amongst a lot of activity at the minute. There's a lot of sport down in Nepal and and each weekend is obviously action-packed at the minute. So, I think they were probably lost a little bit in there. I was keeping a good eye on the Wicklow game because obviously I, I was involved there. So, um, I was very, very impressed with the Modiford report but I thought Wicklow were, applied themselves very well and were very professional and got the job done. That's all you can that's all you can ask for. I'm sure this weekend as well, you're going to see teams that haven't done a tap since they were exiting the championship, you know, and uh, they're just probably fielding the fixture, you know, that kind of way. So uh, Waterford came across like a team like that, you know, um, whereas I thought Wicklow were very professional, very good, and and put up a score 316 is fair going, you know, it's fair kicking. So um, um, they're, I, I said this to you, they're a team that I could see going places in the Talent Cup because they have a good profile of a management uh, lads who are new to the scene who probably want to push on. I don't know them, but I'm sure they want to push on. I'm sure they want to get their teeth into it, um, get more experience as senior at the county level. And the young squad in general. So I'm sure them lads are, 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 are mad for it, you know. So uh, I could see Wiglow doing all right in the Tottenham Cup. Um, the other game then, Offaly and the Wexford, pity it was a repeat of the previous game. very hard for Wexford to beat.
0: Was well, that not a pity, though? We had the two hurling games on RT at 4 o'clock um, and both of them around 1 and 2. Was that not the opportunity to jump in for a 2 o'clock game uh, live on RT and try and get behind this Talton Cup?
1: I think, I, I, I don't know the ins and outs it is. I think there's uh, rights issues, isn't there? I'm not sure we can yeah. play at 2 o'clock on a Saturday or you know, I'm not sure how that works with TV right. But yeah. Yeah, Absolutely, there was an opportunity there to play them there, but it, it doesn't seem to be that appetite by, uh, by headquarters to uh, to get them on the TV. Um, now it looks terrible when you look at Ockram there, and there's, there's the 500 people or 400 people at most, to say, at the game. It doesn't look good, like you know, it doesn't look good. It, another thing that didn't look good, in my opinion, and maybe I, I, there was a reason for this, but the Wexford game was played in Ennis I think,
0: was it? Yeah, uh, I kind of thought to myself yeah. that as well.
1: Why wasn't it played in Wexford Park? Like, what yeah. is that about? Like, uh, you know. I'd say the is probably Herler's probably doing a nice bad session there. To be honest, it's probably more important the Wexford County board. You know that kind of way. So, so look, you know, people don't help themselves, pot, and you wonder why you are where you are. You know that kind of way. Your you're senior inter county footballers are playing a game, and knockout championship game. You should be in the county grounds, and there's no two ways about that. You know,
0: Offaly um, as well, obviously getting over the line by a point, um, but special mention has to go to Niall McMahon here at the age of 36 playing since two thousand and three as a seventeen year old. I think he kicked one five over the weekend.
1: Yeah, some operator in fairness and I'll um still going and 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 what a what a what a what a contribution he's made to the GEA in, in general, not just Offlee, but just the, the whole GA. He's some servant, been phenomenal. And how he's still operating at that level uh, at this stage of his career after that, after being on the road that long is phenomenal. And uh, serious kudos to him. Um Still is the general in that Offaly team. They're a small bit light up top, Offaly. small bit light, like you know, they're, they're just lacking that bit of firepower. Uh, and maybe Connor Geegan, when he gets properly fit and gets a couple of years, old, will turn into that forward. Maybe even young O'Neill there, uh, what's his name, Keith O'Neill, Keith O'Neill from Clumbelove is a good player too. They're very young though, they're voting for like 2010 next year. So, so look, they do have a few lads coming, but they're light now, they're light. And am I right in thinking? Paul? Was there eight changes to that awfully team from from the
0: Leicester Championship? Yeah, team? they were down. They were down a lot of bodies that did. They didn't have McComies, they didn't have branch. Um, yeah. So.
1: Yeah. I think did they um I, I think some lads are gone. I think a few lads have opted off and a few lads have probably headed 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 uh, west, I'd say, headed stateside, I'd say. So um I I, I had heard that a couple of lads left the squad. I don't know who, but I had heard a couple of lads had left, which I'm sure every mid table team is gonna come no matter what county you are, you know, so um,
0: they, uh, up, uh... Fascinating one we'll now this weekend, Wicklow-Offley.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. We play, I, I said this to previous, we played Wicklow-Offley in the first round of the league uh, in whatever year, my second, my first year in Division 3, and uh, beat us by four points now, but we felt we left it behind us that day, and now Wicklow are a far more experienced team now than they were then. Um, Have a full year in Division 3 under their belt, uh, sorry, two years in Division 3 under their belt, um, I, I, I would. Uh, it's in. Is that in Offaly?
0: Um, I'll just check here now. Um, that's in Offaly, yeah, on Sunday. Yeah,
1: like honestly, Offaly are no great shakes. Obviously, they've had some departures. I don't think have had any departures. I think they're operating on a fairly good squad. Um, I give Wicklow every chance in that game. Every chance. I, I, Offaly <laughs> kind of strike me as a team that are happy enough might be the end of the road here. And even if you listen to the narrative coming from, I think with Thomas O'Shea and Mon I'm not sure they're overly fussed by this talent cup, so um, um, I I would give it to every chance this weekend.
0: Yeah, it's exciting as well because um, it's two very young sides um going toe to toe. Yeah, um, which would be uh, exciting. To see. Uh, just looking, I suppose, briefly at the Talton games um, first. Um, I suppose if we just run through them and get brief predictions. Um, the game that's on G A Go Leitrimantrom in Carrigon Shannon at two o'clock. Like did this, uh, this game has the potential now to draw a big crowd.
1: Absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you'd wonder, Paul, does the G A Go does it reduce the crowd or does it add to it? It's hard yeah. to know, isn't
0: it?
1: It's kind of hard to know what it does, but but no, absolutely it does. That's again, I would be expecting Antrim to come out on top here. Um, but, but they'll have went, to
0: improve. They were horrendous against Cavan.
1: They were horrendous against Cavan. I think Cavan have improved. I think Cavan have really improved, and uh, they're a far more athletic, stronger team. We we'll get on to them in a couple of minutes. But I do think Cavan have improved. Um, look, you your problem with the talent Cup is you don't know what sort of respect it's been given in camps, right? And this is the problem. So. I would imagine this weekend you're going to turn up and there's going to be some very one-sided affairs similar maybe to Wicklow and uh, and Waterford last weekend because one team just didn't ask with the competition you know that kind of way and I think maybe when it gets to the Cavan game you know we could see a completely one-sided affair here because you know, who knows what sort of a down team is going to turn up but back to the Antrim and and, and, and Leacham game that's a very much a very very tight very very competitive game and it's an exciting game for both counties that is their level this is where they belong. Right now this is where Leitrim are. And Antrim will fancy that they are a little bit ahead of Leitrim No problem. Come to Carrick and Shannon and beat us here. You know, and if you if you do beat us for four or five points, absolutely you're a better side than us. You push on the competition are years old. You know, but you have to come to us and do that. And and ultimately Antrim need to do this to earn the rights uh, you know to play Cavins and play odds and, and work, you know
0: Yeah as we said, you you really want to spec Cavan down um be a one-sided affair, especially all the players um after leaving the down setup. Um then, then on Saturday, uh Longford for Manor very hard one to
1: yeah. Oh. You know, do you know what it, you know the, the, the big frustration is this north and south thing, Paul is yeah. nonsense because we're ended up with, with Low Water who've played each other year on year in division four, right? Uh for Manor Longford have played each other the last two years in a row in division three. Um at nonsense. Like what what I wanted to see was Fermanagh, Waterford, you know, Wicklow, you know, uh, whoever, you know, down. You know, that kind of way. that's that's who uh, that's what I thought the intrigue of the competition was. So Fermanna Longford, Jesus, it won't be one for Chloris that's there, it will be one for Cloris, I'd say. Um, it's it's
0: Longford do always have this one big result in them, and then you're looking at Fermanagh and like there was some positives for them to take against Tyrone, but that game is so long ago now.
1: I think I think Long forgot their one big performance in the league when they beat who did they beat? Well, to stay up, they beat um, they beat
0: West did they beat West
1: Westmead. West I think they this well, is the big yeah, point was derby.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah, right. I think that was their big day out. Kept them in Division Three, and um, I I I would be expecting for mana under Donnelly to have enough to beat them, but again. Yeah, two average teams, Paul. Two very, very average teams. Everything now, Firman gave Toron a, you know, hard time, for half an hour, how good are Toron this year? We don't know. Um, so it might be too bad. And look, I would expect if Fermanagh have anything, any, you know, ideas on winning this of cup, they should be putting putting off away. You know.
0: Then Sligo London at six o'clock in Merkovich Park. Um. Like I remember, we were saying, are London in that bad of position really? Because they played yeah. out a competitive game against Leitrim and then lost. Um, Sligo, we've kind of looked at them, and there's always that narrative of good forwards, but they did receive a beating against Roscommon as well.
1: Yeah, um, it's hard to know. Uh, yeah, uh, mentally, this is a big game because, as we said, London, right? They played out a very competitive game. and Leitrim had a really good, positive league. Really good year so far. And I, I think for Michael Mar and his lads, I think they need to perform here. I think this has to, they can't send over the B team here. Or they can't, you know, they need to perform and rattle this Lego team who are no great shakes because New York rattled them and New York, you know, are New York at the minute. So, um, I uh, I think they really need to send over their best team and 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 they, every chance of winning. Every chance of winning. I said to you previous, I knew... Like Sligo got a huge bank of work done. I was well aware of how much work they had done. And yet, still, they traveled to New York and scraped out of their existence. Yeah. Like, you know, that's not good for me. That's really not good. And as you talked about the likes of Niall Murphy, like, you know, the likes of Pat Fillard Jr., Sean Carabine, like, they have decent players there. You know, they have decent players there. But, but does they, that get uh, them over
0: the line? <sighs> huh? Does, will that get Sligo over the line just the quality?
1: yeah quality but I would say there were a couple of quality players I wouldn't say there were two you know not yeah. many quality players Um, London aren't in a bad place I tell you when Gavigan <clears> got <going throat> a full forward over London he's a fair player Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't no I, I I find that one very very hard to call very very like how has Tony McIntyre sold this to the lads so when they took the hiding off Sligo or us Common, how morale how badly hit are they with J1s how badly hit were they Are lads affected? Yeah. going back to club you know, a team like Sligo over me now are, are ripe for losing lads. I think. You know, and and again, none of us will ever know until the ball's thrown in. You know, Saturday evening we won't know what sort of position Sligo are Um,
0: then you have Tip Carlo Saturday evening as, or uh, Sunday in Carlo too. I think this is straightforward enough. has been struggling really for the last few years.
1: Yeah, it's poor, isn't it? Yeah, you'd be worried, about not that you'd be worried. Um Carlo been very disappointing in the last couple of years. Uh, I'm sure Niall Carew is a fellow Kildare man I'm sure he's scratching his head down there. Um doesn't seem to be going great for him. Um uh, Jared Brennan came in as the coach in the first year and he was gone in the first year. So it's hard to hard to get a read on where Carlo were at. Um Good Air players and Sean Gannon, George Morrissey, you know, Chris Blake, you know, um they don't don't seem to be lightening up like they used to be. So uh, yeah, I'd say tip of a routine enough. Again, provided what mindset are tipping. You know, have they yeah. are they still clinging on to that Munster medal or are they actually trying to pick up another one, you know?
0: Then you have Westmead Leash, um Leash are another county that are in a bit of a mess at the moment. And I think we've both kind of said Westmead could be someone to do could be a team really to do something in this um tattling up. Yeah, like I would.
1: I would have fancied Westmead, you know, to go very, very far in this competition. Themselves and Calvin, for me, are are the two best teams in this competition. Um, uh, And and in fairness, what I will say is Jack Cooney's interview after the Kildare game would give you confidence in that he said there'll be no one leaving this squad. Um, We'll be preparing giving it full respect and preparing and going out to win each game. So for me, fair play to Jack. He's after setting the stall out to the lads. So conversations when the lads are on their own, Narrative is already set for you, lads. This is what's expected. This is where we're going. And, um, fairness to Jack, I'd say he's a very realist manager. He lives in the reality world and I'd say he knows how good Westmead are and where they are. And uh, I'd say he knows a good run in this competition can only do that team the world of good. I think he mentioned that they've a raft of new guys and he said something along the lines that they're looking to get them experience and every bit of championship, senior championship experience, they can get them the better Westmead would be. So, I think they sound like a team that's right there, and um, they really should be putting this Leash team away. Now, Leash and Westmead have always played out competitive games, always over the years, been very, very competitive each other. But the situation Leash and Billy Sheen find themselves in is not pretty one either. They're in a, a you know, the full full complement of players aren't aren't committed there with, with Arlington, etc., etc. And it's not a not a good place or easy place for Billy to be. Results are poor, relegated to Division Four, and he had so West Westmead should be comfortable.
0: You said you think Wicklow can give Offaly a rattle. Do you think they'll beat them?
1: I think I'm going to say they will beat them because okay. because I think Kevin Quinn wants to win. I think Owen Darcy wants to win. Dean Healy knows no other way. There's nothing that man knows nothing else other than going out 120% and giving it everything. And um, I, I think they're, yeah, and I think the management are keen, as I said to you. So, yeah, I would be, whereas I don't know the ins and outs of the Offaly squad, but I think the management are along. I think I read today that John Mons, 30 years of senior in the county football management. Um, does he really give two hoots about the thousand Cup at this stage of his career? I'm not sure. Uh, I, you know, the profiles and of each squad, one would tell me Wicklow are trying to get somewhere, and Offaly, I'm just not sure what's going on in that Offaly squad.
0: So you'll have seven winners this weekend, and in New York to join the seven winners, to, and we'll have the Talton Cup quarterfinals that might finally split up the North and South somewhat. Um,
1: For sure, like just just on that, like the North and South came out of nowhere. New York got, got parachuted into the quarterfinal stage. You know, it, 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 the GA don't do themselves any favors, do they? Like you know, we're all. You know, it's like on training a team. I find if you treat lads with respect and give them honesty they'll give it back to you in spades and they'll
0: they'll
1: buy you yeah. if you fill lads with rubbish um, you know they'll see through it straight away and you're getting half the effort off them they like, can you
0: just skip two rounds as well like
1: where did, you, where did that come from well,
0: like it, it's it, obviously because they can only come over for a certain period is what they're thinking I presume and mm-hmm. I'd say Larry McCarthy <laughs> being from, you know, I yeah. Uh,
1: I'm glad you said that not me but uh, yeah, yeah I'd, imagine that, I'd imagine that's got something to do with it alright yeah but look uh, where does it leave you where does it leave the other teams in it? If, there, if there is favourable draws and favour everything else and splitting up the north and so uh, I don't
0: know yeah it's um, it's not ideal when you look at uh, Waterford and Wickford being out but they were in the competition two rounds earlier and New York into the quarters but it's just the way it is and we'll have to see how that works and can they progress further in the competition, Davey, Were you like me on Monday morning when you seen that qualifier draw, and you said, "This is a tasty, tasty draw."
1: Oh yeah, she's oh yeah. You couldn't have asked for better from a neutral point of view. You couldn't ask for better, and even from a bit one eye on a potential uh, as a Clare man, If we come up short on on Saturday, you know you fifty fifty chance of getting a Division Two team. Happy days, like happy days, you know. So um um. You're in an all quarter quarterfinal very quickly. Very, very quickly. So, uh, yeah, for me, absolute tasty draws. Monaghan, Monaghan, Mayo, a standout draw. Um, you know, Monaghan, long time on the road. Really need a result. Really need to get a... A lot
0: of managers under pressure, isn't it? You look at Bansley absolutely and James like, Holman. You look at Logan and Dewar last year, successful. And yeah. it's massive for geezer.
1: You know, I, I look geezer must be under huge pressure. Has to be. Has to be very close to the end of the road. Has to be, right? Um Seamus McEnany's is three on his third year in second year or third year? Third year, is he?
0: Third. Uh, so remember he got beaten to shaven in his first yes, year. Yes,
1: third year, right? Third year of Monaghan. Yes, to retain division one, but outside of that it's been disappointed, very disappointed. You know, no, no, so ultimately it's about winning Ulsters. That's what the Ulster yeah. fans are about. Um James Horan is two All-Ireland finals in a row but ultimately very poor show in last year against Tyrone um, beat the Dubs in the semi-final and then flop in the final like, what's that about do you know that kind of way so um, yeah I a lot of managers under pressure Fergal, I, I'd say I'd say Doher and Logan are at least under pressure in that yeah,
0: they, they have their medal in
1: their back pocket you know. and and, and look the 20s are there after winning the All-Ireland I'd say there's a feel-good factor in the county I think Tyrone have a bit to do off the field in, in view relations to fix I'd imagine with the club players and whatever's going on there that's not right at the minute and um,
0: do you so, throw, if you're in Logan and Dewitt's position do you throw a few 20s in because you're already after losing 6 or 7 lads start of this year
1: yeah yeah they're very young Paul they're very very young and and the best ones them are going again as far as I'm aware young Canavan has another year um, the wing back there's the wing back Devlin I'm not sure he was an excellent I'm not sure if he's another year but they they they're too young. If you have another year on a 20, you're not fit for senior football. You're just not fit for... Um, and yeah, don't get me wrong. In and train, and be, I'm sure them boys coming in with an All-Ireland in their pocket, there'll be a breath of fresh air to train and to the setup. Absolutely all for that. Um, but if things are that stale in that Tyrone squad that you need Rory Canavan at 18 years of age to come in and change the whole thing, I think they're in trouble. You know I kind of I think they're in big trouble. So, uh, surely, surely the All-Ireland Champions getting a, getting a hiding off a of Derry's team uh, in Division 2... Should be enough to rifle them into, into action here now. You know, surely I know they're limited squad wise now, I know they've been on a depth issue, but um, surely that should be enough to get back. But the young lads, Paul, they're too young, they're just too young.
0: Yeah, Tyrone Hermaz sets it up, I suppose, because we all seen the headlock incidents yeah. last time uh they met in the league. You have Claire Mead as well, um, Claire missing out. On um, penalties uh, by Limerick, me they're under massive pressure. Um, Mcatee's another one who's under big pressure because if we don't be clear, yeah, you'd have to think that something might change there for twenty twenty and more.
1: Like there's more. Colin Collins is probably similar now. In fairness, I'd say Colin could stay forever. I'd say he's done the work. He's yeah. done. has been phenomenal. But people are short-sighted and short-minded here. Uh, short memories, yeah. you know that. Um, you know, he might think the people, if Clare get beaten by Mead, could be in Ennis. you know, the mob could come for Column. You never know. But I do agree with you. I think Andy's in trouble. Um, I, I would say regardless, to be honest with you, how this game goes, I'd say it's probably <coughs> the end of the line um, there. Um, not a good, not a brilliant look for a county the size of Mead now um, that, that that Shane McIntyre was brought straight back into the 26 and brought on. there after being away with on a tour of duty there for a number of months. It doesn't doesn't strike me, surely me, that 26 players are operating at a reasonable level that they're holding their own positions, you know, that wouldn't, um, that wouldn't, doesn't say a huge amount to me now about the camp and the culture and, and the standards that's been held in that camp, you know, so, um, yeah, they'll go down to Ennis and, and but the, another side to it is we've been very, very lucky. It's fair to say you have four 50-50 games, is that yeah. fair to say? Like, that's ultimately, no, that's the argument in the GEA, there's too many lopsided games, there's too many, you know, the draw worked out perfectly. Where well. whoever wanted a draw like this is absolute perfect draw for 50-50 games, and you can guarantee have like, bums on seats for every single game because that's what we all want to see: competition, proper competition. You know, and even then, moving into the next round, you are gonna have serious games in round two of the qualifiers. And they so, have an uh,
0: advantage. Do you think the teams coming from this round to play the provincial losers?
1: Depends. Depends. Depends how bad it gets in Killarney. Depends how ugly it gets. Um, you know. Yeah, really depends how much of a scorching Limerick is going to take the weekend. You know that kind of if they, uh, if they can keep it competitive, if they can stay in it, and, you know, keep it to 10, 12 points, good day out for Limerick. If it gets higher than that, we're heading for trouble. You know, so um, so it depends on Limerick's defensive setup. Limerick are well able to defend, so I'd imagine they will keep it competitive for as long as possible, and then probably similar to the Cork game, the Kerry bench ultimately will, will 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 see that out. You know, um. It depends, Clare and Dublin or Kildare and Dublin. You know, I'd be hoping to be for a tight game, hoping that Kildare can stick in there as long as possible, and uh, we've the firepower to win that game, no doubt about it. We've the firepower to win that game, but have we set up the like tactical you know, setup particularly to win the game? That's my concern, you know. And um, there's no doubt now, firepower, no doubt. We've some matchups for Dublin that they do not want for that I'm sure we'll get into it a few minutes, you know. So answer your question about the provincial losers, like Roscommon Galway and Kerry to Donegal, uh, it just depends how bad it gets. Um, it just depends how bad it gets, you know.
0: You mentioned there, um, we'll obviously move on now to the uh, provincial finals, I suppose. Getting the Munster first because it is the first provincial final over the weekend. limerick Kerry. how do you approach this if you're Limerick? Because you don't want to go into a game just can't believe you're going to get the result. But
1: so it's it's very simple in my mind. You're going to Killarney, Kerry. Don't lose in Killarney. Um, I know they lost their own there this year, but it's a bit of a dead rubber, right? Um, you know, in championship, Kerry do not lose in Killarney. So my my thing is um very very simple. You got to stay in it. Set your team up to stay in this game. Frustrate Kerry. Shut down the space. You know, t- double up on Clifford. You know is cor- this where
0: you use newspaper articles and everything be written about you that you're not going to keep it kicked out to them? Or do you think,
1: no, no, I wouldn't? No, it's not a rule I go down, I'd be holding the articles back for a 50 50 game or maybe a 60 40 game, even okay. Now that's only my own doing because ultimately, Paul, you can get. You know, the Pope could come in and visit them for half an hour before this game, I'd say, and they're still not going to win the game. You know, like anyway. So I wouldn't be wasting my motivation t- tactics. So whatever whatever you use, I wouldn't be using them for. for Now, you set out, keep it tight, you know, don't overplay, keep it alive, keep the ball out of contact, set up defensively. One man left up top, probably 13 or 12, 13, 40 behind the ball. Look to hit them on the counter, stay in the game for half time. And can you nick a goal? And can you? And then that's your way. Look, lads, we'll keep this tight. We'll make a couple of scores. we we'll beat them. That's obviously your game plan. You know, is to keep it so tight. So if you're
0: Limerick, you don't squeeze on the kick out.
1: Um, if you squeeze in the kick out, they're going to do you over the top, Paul. Um, yeah. So for me, if we look back at last year's Leicester final, till they're set up conservatively to contain them, right? And they would no interest in winning the game, Jack O'Connor, No interest whatsoever in winning the game. Till they got a big goal off Daniel Flynn to bring it to, I think it was bring it to five or six points at a time, right? Whatever it was, right? momentum, crowd is with them, as a monster goal, brilliant, you know, everyone up off their feet, brilliant stuff. That was the time right now, abandon now and go for this, squeeze the keeper now, squeeze the kick out now, go for broke, just rattle them. If you've any chance, now is the chance to do it. So for me, Limerick's similar in that. Clare never done it, sorry, Clare never done that last year. But this year, Limerick needs to stay in the game, stay in the game, stay in the game, and then at a point in time, if they feel they've got a couple of scores in a row, if they feel a bit of momentum, now squeeze, and now press, and now go for the juggler. And ultimately, in that period of time, Paul, you need to score, and you need to get the ball in that period of time, because that's, you, you know, other than that, you're going to struggle to, to score to en- enough, you know, that kind of way. So for me, no, you can't consistently press the carry key- keeper, absolutely not, if you're a little bit, no.
0: We did see against Cork, though, is that something that they have to kind of look at Of. I suppose, setting the traps of sending Kerry down this line because it is something they still do struggle with.
1: Oh, Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, Cork, in fairness to Cork, they set a good template. I'd say a lot of teams are going to watch that game closely. Cork frustrated Kerry for a long time. For a long, long time to cause him a lot of problems. Uh, Powder was very, very good. They kind of played with two sweepers and um, then were very, very good and the full back court, he got injured. I can't think of his name. is a flat half, No. Have, yeah, yeah. he yeah. did a very, very good job and Clifford with the plus one and, and then Powder was dropping in as a plus two and in fairness, they were very, very good. I thought they were defensively very, very good for a team that hadn't been. So, if you'd imagine a better defensive team the likes of a Donegal, the likes of a Tyrone, the likes of Armar, or might fancy their chances against a Kerry if they follow that template later in the year. You know, that kind of way. So, I, um, I uh, think Cork were quite good but you have to, that's ultimately how you, you, you have to set up Set them traps, absolutely. Tell you get bodies around the ball. But The key thing, Paul, is when you try to set traps, right, and you try to get bodies around the ball to turn teams over and force mistakes and force turnovers, right, if you don't stop the ball coming out of that, there's a quick transfer of hands, and now you've drawn three men to the ball carrier, and they are gone through a gap. And that kind of, they've slipped the ball out. And I would have got stung with this a couple of years ago with a team just of a higher skill. And sometimes teams of higher skill, more skillful players for you, higher skill levels, more comfortable on the ball. You have to be very, very careful with drawing two and three men to the ball. Because the minute you draw two and three, if you don't get hands on that ball and you don't slow that ball up, that's getting slipped out the side door and that runner's gone. And all of a sudden, there's a gaping hole because you have three men missing out of your defensive wall. You know that kind of way. So, so you have to be very, very careful. Like first-hand experience, I mean, it's not a nice place to be because you just get overrun and overran dead. So uh, you have to be careful you have to sit in, force carry the shoot from distance. I'm sure you'll see. I'm sure you'll see. Sean, Johnny would be, be man max. Clifford be man-marked. of just Clifford. Corbett will probably go
0: back on um, Clifford because he did go back in that league final on Muller, yeah,
1: right? Hey, yeah. Yeah, I could see that happening. Yeah, I could see that happening. But he'll transition. And they need Ian Corbett transitioning too, you see. So yeah. Corbett's going to have to be half Superman here, you know, in that he's going to have to shut down Clifford or do his best to, you know, nullify Clifford and get forward, from full-back, that's very hard to do, you know, that kind of way, so uh, but yeah, I could see that happening, alright, but another thing, when you're looking at the shooting from distance, if you looked at the Monaghan-Derry game closely, right, who did Derry allow shoot? Ryan McInnesby, Niall Cairns, um, Darren Hughes, they let all their middle-aged players shoot w- without much pressure, much outside the scoring zone, right, McManus, McCarran, even McCarthy, never got an, uh, a moment never got a shot off Is that what teams passing?
0: need to do more? Let the uncomfortable players shoot?
1: You can't defend everyone like right? yeah. you can only obviously defend a certain, a certain portion of the field but um, um, you know so you can only defend a certain portion of the field if you want to be competitive and you want to you know, block up the key channels you know so uh, I, this weekend, you can imagine now, every time Sean O'Shea is, is lining up a shot, he should be hounded, absolutely hounded. Right, flip that around. Dara Moynihan and Spalanner are lining up shots. Maybe this is the chance to take the little breather, provided it's outside the air, provided it's... You know what I'm saying? to like, yeah. like Paddy Clifford as well, I'm not sure. Is he the most comfortable? He's obviously a very, very good player. Is he the most comfortable kicking from range? Probably haven't seen enough of it just yet to say that, but you can guarantee Gini... David Clifford and Shawnee Shea have to be absolutely nailed every time they look to wind up. You know, that kind of way. So, so that's it's about tactical now. And the one thing Billy Lee is good at, they're, they're, they're tactically astute.
0: We seem for Kerry, the more experienced players come in and change that game against Cork. You probably expect Ganey to come in for Tony Brosnan um, this weekend. But I know it's the argument that we've had of David Moran is more of an introduction player, but is this the kind of game to bring him in just to get more minutes under his belt?
1: Yeah, it could, it, it could be a prime game to play him. Um, prime game to play him, he um, just began to get minutes into him. Only thing about that, Paul, is the hard sell, because it looks to me like Dermot O'Connor and uh, Jack Barry are nailed on at this stage, right? To be Kerry's midfield pair. And... It's a very hard sell for Jack to sit down with either of them two boys and he won't do it with O'Connor. O'Connor's absolutely central to him, right? Uh, so it's a hard sell, in my opinion, to him to go to Jack Barry and say, Jack, you're, you're a part of my midfield pairing but you need to get minutes into David Moore and, and I'm going to give him a shop window in the Munster final there to impress us. You know, you know that kind of... I, I I think it's a hard sell. I'm not sure... No, no I'm not... I, it's just a tricky one. It's a tricky one for a manager, that is. Um, it's The Munster final at the end of the day, there's a trophy on the line here. I think... Um, I think they'll go with the two boys and they'll introduce him. Could introduce him at half time. They could give him more time on the field, but I don't think they'll. Uh, I don't think they'll start him unless he's pushed his way in ahead of Barry. You know, and, and that might be the case. If that's the case, fair enough. But I don't see them dropping a Barry to accommodate. It to, it's too competitive in their park. Senior in the county squad's way too competitive. Nobody's making way for anybody else for a challenge game. Never mind anything else. You're not getting my spots with that So. Uh, so yeah, but the bench was a game changer. Paul Murphy, Ganey, Moran, these are complete game changers. I, I, Cork didn't have it. Cork was bent force and it was, it was game over. And then um, uh, you could see all them look to, they were trying to impress. Obviously, training's competitive. You know, <clears> on <throat> that field, like I said, you're in the shop window. You've got the jersey in your back. You're one of the 15. You know, you're, you're on the telly. You've the chance. And, and it looked to me like Ganey was a man on a mission now. And uh, I very much imagine him to be back in ahead of Brosnan this weekend.
0: Yeah, um, I think Ockhamber is injured again. Uh, is he? Yeah, I think he is.
1: Yeah, I'd say I'd say you're talking very limited involvement this year, Paul. I'd say, I'd say yeah. he's missed, he missed the gap coming back from Australia. But available. in
0: fairness to the Kerry management, they're releasing all their players for Club League like Gavin Crowley was playing there. Um, I think
1: uh, David Moore was playing for rallies. He was. I,
0: I think he's just releasing all the subs. Or, no, I will
1: or, say Right, they had a fair big gap there, Paul, right? So they had five, five or six-week gap, I think. Something like that, maybe, right? So, fair enough. But but other counties could take note. Now, I I a frustration myself because the lack of county players involved in the club at the minute is not good um, for extended players. You know, if you're in the 24 or the 26, I'm sure you don't want to go near your club because you're in the zone and you're tuned in and you're focused on what to do. Absolutely no issue with that. But the guys who are 27 to 35, I... I from talking to a couple of lads in different counties, and they're becoming disillusioned now. They're becoming disillusioned. They're I think
0: Mayo will look at this in frustration. They haven't played one round of their league yet. Yeah, who Mayo haven't? No. Uh,
1: like, 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 I, I, don't know what who that suit, who's narrowed, who, who they play. A,
0: they do play a preseason thing that they've been playing. But
1: sure, uh, you know as a player, probably yeah. waste of time. Yeah. No one has any interest in that. Like, why can't you do? I'm not saying the Kildare structure is perfect, but it's a good structure. We just play away without our county players. Yeah. Play away. We've seven or eight rounds, seven, we eight rounds of the league played, Paul, and uh, three to go. And that's it. Our league is over in three or four weeks' time. You know, like so. So, and we, we county players being released for one weekend, as far as more, one out of eight today. That's it. Simple as get on with it. Like it or lump it. Why aren't the other counties, why are Mayo holding their club players back? What are they doing? Like, who are they pleasing here? and all they're doing is frustrating the fan base, frustrating the, the nine percent which is the, club. the reason
0: why people are probably going on J1s. Do you blame club players like yeah. for
1: being messed around? And like? Yeah. And again, we don't want to get into structures, but what are of God, the split season is the biggest cod of all time for club people. It's absolutely no such thing as a split season. You're back in the 1st of January training and you finish the county final until there's the 9th of October. You know, it's 10, 11 months. Where, where's the split season? No split season. It, it's a cod like. So, unless they introduce a hard and fast rule that no club team is allowed to train before the first of April or so, and, and, and how do you enforce it in the GFR? Finance. Put put a massive 10000 euro fine in. And if you're anyone's caught collectively training, because a slap in the wrist and all, you know yourself, people forget about it. Yeah. Clubs, clubs don't pay managers' expenses. Because all these caveats thrown in until the first of April no training allowed across the board. That way you're not looking over your shoulder or we're going to be behind, we're going to lose, you know, all this kind of stuff that goes on. And um, I think that would improve it but this crack coming back in January and finishing up in October, November is, 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 a, is a thing of the past.
0: Just on Kerry, I was reading today um, in the paper, if they win, they're not out for four weeks for quarter final.
1: And... So the season isn't that. Con- oh, everyone's talking about condensing the season. It's condensed for certain teams. It's not condensed for Kerry. Sure, they've had four or five weeks or maybe four now. Ha- if they win, which we'd all expect them to win the weekend, they're heading into another four. Kerry are going to have played by the end of that quarterfinal three games in in eight or nine weeks. You know, yeah. ten weeks. So it's not condensed at all for the top teams, really. You know, um, so it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure. It's not. It's it's. It, it, I think we have a good structure, a uh, decent schedule, but it just needs work. There's more work to be
0: It will be interesting to see you like get, uh, in the four weeks, like, because you could have a serious team there coming with momentum. And and that's what we want, right? You know, Tyrone
1: Armagh. Let's t- let's say they get one. Whoever wins that game, they get a they get a Limerick in the next round. Just fancy them to beat the Limerick the division one team, right? Uh, we get Limerick in the next round. And they two hard, battle-hardened games. And they're going in against Kerry, who have destroyed a poor Cork team and destroyed a, probably a middle-of-the-road Limerick team, right? And ultimately, they're going in cold. And all the challenge games in the world and all the in-house games in the world cannot prepare you for that. And that's the fear. I think that's why Kerry aren't... People are thinking about Dublin more and more now. Kerry have a massive battle to win this All-Ireland on mental challenge yeah. keeping the lads right keeping them yeah. mentally right periodizing their run being prepared physically they have a huge challenge here
0: huge uh, we'll move on to the other game on Saturday Dublin-Kildare I'm going to ask you simply first can Kildare beat Dublin?
1: Kildare have the firepower to beat Dublin um I'm not sure they're ready to beat this Dublin team in championship yet.
0: Um, is that the last few times they've played? We've seen them bet them in the league, obviously Newbridge, but like Newbridge is completely different to Crowperk and there's going to be a much bigger crowd there this weekend. Do you feel when Kildare have went up against Dublin in the past, they've lacked the belief to go toe to toe with them?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sure. Like last year, we set up to contain Dublin. Sure. Like, what about messages that to the players? You know, to going out in the field last year was contained these. Not, and then surely it would be, yeah, until the 50th minute, is it? Or until the 60th minute. Like, then we're going to go, is it? No, don't go, ever. Just sit in and keep it to 10 points, which is shocking for a team. So, so yeah, absolutely. I'm sure they've lacked belief. And, and probably rightly so in certain occasions over the years. Dublin were the better, you know, best team of all time. And yeah. we weren't, you know. So, so, I, I don't blame, you're going into their backyard and there's all them advantages and you know, so I wouldn't have blamed Kildare who were playing in Division 2 for a long time and you know, I wouldn't have blamed if they were lacking a little bit of belief going in against this juggernaut, at times you know, um, but this weekend there should be no lack of belief we've beaten them in Division one Take care yeah, fair enough, Newbridge, all that type of stuff, we've beaten them in Division 1 uh, we've only got stronger since because they are a much better team today, I would have thought than they were then, uh, the management are further down the road and um, I think we have a forward line to compete with anyone in the country. Anyone in the country. I think our forward line is as good as any of the top teams in Ireland. Uh, now I'm talking they,
0: about you. They can't lack belief this weekend when you have Glenn Ryan, Anthony Rainbow, Johnny Doyle, Derby Dierley, Brian Lacey.
1: Absolutely. Um, belief. I, I could not see this team or this management team lacking belief. Now, Why would they? They're seriously talented. They're conditioned. They've got absolute top-class forwards to score, right? Dublin's weakest line at the minute is probably their full-back line. We've probably our strongest line, right? So, you know, it it absolutely is set up for a run. And the management, you can only imagine how proud to be their men and to be managing to and how much they're going to instil that into the glory days, into this group of lads. That's all brilliant, Paul. And it's hugely necessary. But for me, if I was a player, I'd want that in... uh, Twenty percent I want that, but eighty percent give me setup, give me instruction, give me a tactical, you know, what's the game plan here? And that's to me is where Glenn and the lads have their challenge and their battle is I absolutely know they'll nail the motivation. There'll be none and no problem with motivation. Uh will we be set up defensively well enough to stop James McCarty, Tom Leif, Brian Fenton, John Small,
0: Is Hulah uh, back this weekend?
1: I'd say he's tight. I'd say it's a touch and go. Okay. And I'd say he's second hamstring Paul. Ryan has to be very careful. Hooley's a serious player. He's very, But he's real fast twitch, real quality. Yeah. Pace. He needs to be careful now. He's done two now at the same one. You know, he's very, very careful with that. Now, I don't know. I honestly don't know. But Hoonan has been unreal with Shea Ryan and Michael Grady in full back right? No problem with that. But that's not where the issues are. The issues are the lack of protection, the lack of help, the lack of shutting down the space, the lack of, you know, hard, hard work off the ball. That's where the issues are. I don't think our full back line is a problem, to be honest with you. I think any full back line that's left in 50 metres of space or left of runners coming through, Paul, are going to look very ordinary. So Huli or no Huli, obviously you prefer to have him back. But uh, if we don't sort out what the plan is in front of these lads, um, I'm not too sure it matters who's back there, you know.
0: Just looking at the Kiddler team first and then looking at the Dublin team because I think everyone will be fascinated to know what we think are going to be the lineups. Your six backs against Westmead were Mike Joyce, Shea Ryan, Miko Grady, Tony Archibald, James Murray, Kevin Flynn. Do you expect them to start them six again or do you think there could be maybe room for David Highland or someone to come in?
1: I, I I said this previous I don't know how I don't know how or why Hilo is not featuring um, more. a I, I quality captain last year, quality player uh, I would have him in my team now unless he's not training well, I don't know I'm not there but yeah I'd be disappointed hilo's not featuring more. Mike Joyce was a bolt out of the blue uh, guy from round towers, very little in, in the county experience he's thrown in the last day not sure how well that worked. Uh, I'd say his position could be up for grabs. Kevin Flynn could be moved out to midfield. I think we need legs. I, I, I You know, Kevin McCallahan is That legs. way you
0: want to bring Flynn out there and then let, give Kevin Feely freedom.
1: Yes. See, because... And in fairness, Kevin Flynn was our best... Probably is Kildare's best player. In all, truth. Yeah. Probably is the best player we have and most influential player. And I think he's probably not... He was so dangerous in the National League for midfield because he was really becoming a scorer and threat. And he's probably not a huge scoring threat. Now, he does contribute. But what he does is draw and creates carnage in the defence with his pace and his athleticism and his ability to cause chaos and then can slip it. You know, that kind of way. So, so I think from wing-back, he's struggling a little bit to get deep into the opposition danger zone. And, and not as often, obviously, because he's deeper coming. And, and I think it's a no-brainer for me. Kevin Flynn back to midfield. Kylo back into wing-back. And now for me, or even Dara Ryan, Dara Ryan's real football brain. For me, we're lacking, in my opinion, Paul, enough football brains in our middle eight. We, we do not, in my opinion today, have enough smart footballers that are making good decisions off the ball, blocking up space, timing it a drop, knowing when to go, knowing when to stay. We do not have enough lads with that level of football IQ, I think, playing today, which is why we're being left exposed, it mightn't be a lack of um, effort, you know, it's not a lack of honesty, in some cases, it's, 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 some lads do not understand that now's the time to go, now it's time to stay, I need to block that off, why am I, why am I hooking the sideline, why am I trying to in, whatever it might be, you know, um, it, it, that's where I think we're really lacking, and, 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 and so... Yeah, I think Kevin Flint back in there, get Hilo back in there, or Dara Ryan in the half-back line, and now you've got two football brains into your back line also. Do more football
0: brains. To add a conundrum here as well, like we've talked about so many teams having balance an attack uh, since the start of this podcast this year. Like, if you let Dublin sit, maybe Johnny Cooper might come in this weekend for League Annon, or something would happen along them lines. If you left Dublin sit, they're gonna overlap it and they're gonna transition it real quick. So the Kildare kind of have to go here and just press with their six up top.
1: Yeah. Um <sighs> Balance, balance, Paul Kerry. You're doing it now. A mine, hence Balan. Yeah. Your crowd have started to do a bit of it. Um, you know, Conway
0: not a player to come in with his experience.
1: Conway is Conway, Fergal is struggling for a long time now with his knees. He's um struggling. I i I'm led. I, I don't think Fergal does very much training. Uh, I, I think he's really struggling badly with his knees there, and and I'd say his his participation levels are minimum. You know, minimum. So um, I I, I wonder if that working against him. Um, I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, absolutely. And Fergal is a defensive-minded player and has a bit of a you know football brain, so absolutely, I could see Fergal be thrown in wing forward and, and and us being a bit more defensively secure. Where I see our problems is Alex Byrne and Paul Cribbin. I don't know either guy, but I think they both probably view themselves as forwards, Bob, or out and out forwards. And, yeah. and, and in my opinion, and again, this is only my opinion, that doesn't work in the modern game you know, we, you cannot have, we have enough in Ben McCormick, Darryl Currow and Dan Flynn and Jimmy Hyland and then the bench to come off with Shane O'Sullivan and the lads to come off the bench. We have enough there. We have enough firepower in that. And 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 then, if you add in the Darryl Minehan type character, that's what you need at wing forward now. You know, that's what you need to grind it out, to dog it out, to be in the right space, covering the ground, to track runs, to block it up, to create a plus one. Whatever you're trying to do, that's, what you need now whereas I think possibly the two boys view themselves as forwards and they're very very good forwards you see both of them boys play both are able to kick a score both are silky skilled I'm just not sure are they they out and out wing forwards Uh, in the modern game in the modern game are they suited to that role or would Paul Cribbin be better suited to the 11 job that'd be my question you know Uh, are maybe the three of them Ben McCormick Paul Cribbin, and Alex Byrne three 11s you know that would be maybe what I would be thinking and now Can't put square round pegs in square holes. I know all that, but um, and it just would be that's. I just think a little bit, and then with Tony Archibald behind them, you're very, very attack minded. You're very, very attack minded. And while at times we can look very, very good, uh, very pacey, I, I just think we've a lot of attack minded players on the field at the same time. And I think we're our four key forwards between Ben, Dan, Jimmy, and Dara are probably being let down a little bit because they don't need as much support from the other guys as we're probably giving them, which is leaving us exposed at the back then. So, for me, just a balance issue. Get more football brains in and around them four top-class forwards, guys who are willing and can understand the job, and I think then then Kildare are a real threat to them, if that was to be the case. Will they do that? I don't think so, but uh, they've stuck with this team. Um, it's their setup. They're, it looks to me like they're going to try out. If they go with this team, they're going to have to try out. Shoot Dublin, and uh, they're going to have to try beat Dublin uh, on the board. And for me, that won't happen in Crow Park. I don't think yet. Um, Dublin have too much firepower, like Paddy Small, John uh, Conor Callan, Conor Costello, Dean Rock, Kieran Kenny. Too much firepower. I just can't see. I can't see this Kildare team keeping them out if they don't adjust the middle eight. If they adjust the middle eight and get a bit more in brain and football mind into there, Jesus, I think we could rattle these. And I think we could beat them, but I I, I don't see it happening. Because you probably have to be careful, Paul. You can't go making wholesale changes here either. You know, you've got to be yeah. very careful. So... Uh, it, it, maybe it's a small bit late for this game to go making changes but it's definitely something that I feel we should be looking
0: at. The thing is that over Dublin converting 28 scoring opportunities out of 30 really shows there's a ruthlessness back and then you're looking at the first three subs that came on against me Johnny Cooper Paddy Small and Night Scully.
1: Absolutely. I think let's put a little caveat on it. Mead were horrific, I think. Yeah. They were horrific. Um they side that looks like they want the end of the road or the end of the season to come as quick as possible. So um and you might get it in Ennis. But um um so that's just that, but still, still <coughs> yeah, twenty eight or thirty is phenomenal going. It's absolutely phenomenal going to real rootless. And as they said, where are where are all the shots from, Paul? They're all top of the D, they're all the scoring zone they're Back to work and what Dublin do best, um, and, and again, why was that? Probably because Paddy Small sitting on the bench. Probably, do you know that kind of way? And that if I go shooting, if Conor Costello goes off and solo runs, you know why? Well, fella behind you equally is good. He'll come in and do the job. So I'd imagine competition being back in the squad, which wasn't there in the league, uh, probably has a lot to do with that. And they do look back to their ruthless best. Are definitely getting there. They're definitely getting back there. Their work rate, their tackling, their ethic off the ball is brilliant again. It's it's it's, it's um, They're a real sight again. They look like they're very, very close to coming back to their best. One thing I will say, they've 18 players, Paul. I don't think Dublin have gone much deeper than that now, this Dublin team. I'm not sure outside of that 18. Maybe Davey Byrne. Uh, yeah, is, I
0: think he's in doubt this weekend.
1: Yeah, he is, right? But him... I'm looking, Odell has done all right. I'm not sure now. I, I'd love to see him this weekend now, really see the going put his head and really see how, how good he is, you know. And um, um, I, I, you know, I couldn't see him starting back this weekend. Maybe he will, but, but I don't, I wouldn't see it. And um, so, they, they, they look like they're getting very close back and, and, and they'll be very, very hard-stop. They're a real quality side. But how will they have the depth to go deep into the summer? Win, lose, or draw the weekend is still the back. Does this
0: weekend to give them motivation? Because they've seen the emotion and the passion Kildare showed after that league game and the celebrations. They've witnessed it all. You really feel like they're going to be maybe the old Dublin and we're going to see them straight away come out of the traps?
1: Oh, I'd say Dublin are using everything. I'd say they're using all the motivation. People writing them off about being finished and, and definitely they'll use Newbridge that day. Newbridge will absolutely be mentioned. They'll never tell you this but it'll absolutely be mentioned midweek um, as motivation and they'll also want to do a key thing. They'll want to keep this Kildare team down. They'll want to keep this team you know, their foot in the throat. They don't want to give this this Kildare team any sniff because you look at, I know Dublin would have beaten them in the minor the other day, but Kildare are very, very competitive at underage level. If not, you know, very, very competitive, winning competitions, beating Dublin routinely now. So there's a lot of good, talented young Kildare people coming here. And this Dublin team will know that. And they'll know they're not getting any younger. But they need to hang on to this as long as they can. If they give this Kildare team one sniff of of something, it could be could spell a, a change in Leinster. And Dublin, know, obviously don't want that. So I think Dublin will have extra motivation. I think they'll be so tuned in, and that's another concern for Kildare because their game against Westmead was absolute pedestrian. It was a horrendous show to watch. You've seen better challenge games up the park than, than the game itself. And was that good preparation for Dublin at full tilt? I don't know.
0: You're hoping Kildare, but I get the sense you just feel Dublin are going to do it this weekend.
1: If Kildare can 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 uh, can um, if Kildare make one or two tactical and maybe personnel changes in the middle eight, I think Kildare can win but I don't see them changes being made. Uh, I don't see them changes being made. So I, I would go with Dublin to win, um, but I'll be very much in the white camp though.
0: The next provincial final on Sunday, Goros Common in Pierce Stadium at 1.45. I feel like if you flip the coin for this one, that's the margin that could be in this game.
1: Is this the third-time ball, fourth time FPD League? National League, final on this one. Yeah. Fort. Um, Yeah, I think if anybody sits here, Paul, and tells you they're certain one way or another, I think they're spoofing you, to be honest with you. I think this is a very, very tight game. Uh, unbelievably competitive. Two teams, probably very similarly matched, really. Two decent attacking outfits and two teams probably struggle a little bit defensively who need help from, obviously, you know, higher up the field to drop back. And, as we said at the time, Galway were very impressive against Mayo, uh, very impressive with the two wing-backs, the two corner boys talking in, and were very disciplined and looked like a well-coached team um, that day. Uh, you could take nothing from the Leitrim game. It was a waste of time for everybody, as far as I was concerned. And so it's been a long time since Galway had a game. That's the other side. It's a long time since Galway had a proper game. you know. And then you throw in Ross Common. It's common have deadly forwards, leaking forwards, you know, really, really quality forwards. Uh, Whereas Common will struggle as a midfield, Conroy would have the run of it at midfield. Conroy... In midfield. as
0: well now with the legs is going to pull the trap Who with the legs? Killing McDade in midfield. Yeah,
1: man. yeah. yeah. And that, then then they go Tierney 10 or 12, will they?
0: Tierney probably 11 and then Ole and Healy oh, yeah. And 12.
1: Yeah. So, so, yeah, like the legs, yeah, like, like he, he's... McDade has been very impressive since he, he came off the bench against Mayo, didn't he? He kicked a good score, and then yeah. he I since mean, then it up to like,
0: the in line. He,
1: yeah, he since then that. he's been very, very impressive in, in the Leecham game as well. So he uh, and obviously for the likes of him, he's coming back from Australia. He obviously just time, time minutes, you know, get better every week. It's a hard so time
0: out. of injuries, but he seems to be kind of a yeah, now. yeah. It, it, it
1: really, it's a very intriguing game. How is it going to set up? Like, are we going to stick to the? I got we're gonna stick to. that. I, I didn't see that. I only seen the highlights of the goal game. Did they stick to the double sweeper? Did they stick to the blocking up the middle against Leacham, or did they just play away? Bond, I, 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 didn't. See I it. didn't
0: see it now, but like you talked there about Ross Commons forwards, Merta Cox, Tony Smith, and the Smith of eleven. From a goal's supporter perspective, I hope they stick with it this weekend because I'm not sure whether Ross Common implement a system like this seeing as they've only played Sligo in the Connacht Championship
1: yeah well it's like this as a Galway man is a Connacht title enough to keep Paul Joyce in his job I don't know is it, it probably is isn't it probably well it. like if,
0: if we lose this weekend it's our turn Connacht final loss in a row
1: yeah and let's be honest there's only three teams in it so it's not as if it's yeah. a huge team to make a Connacht final and um, we lost
0: to Mayo twice before this like so yeah
1: yeah, so I I think look, Galway's ambitions are to win in All Ireland. I think I think that's that's clear enough. Right. So if they want to win in All Ireland, they absolutely have to set up the way they set up. the game. it's non-negotiable because or well, a version they of to, it.
0: obviously they're looking at last this weekend, but they have to look at this and see Kerry and Dublin are going to meet on one side of the draw. Yeah. So you're now ne- like this is like the opportunity. Um, was it? Monaghan and Tyrone that year, and Goy played Dublin, but Goy lost to Monaghan and they missed out in yes. the handier semi final. Like, I know you look at one game at a time, but you have to be thinking of the bigger picture here. And for a chance to meet a Derry or Donegal, two great sides, but I know I'd be preferring to play them in a semi Absolutely,
1: And and if you don't have a defense, whatever about going to Kerry and Dublin, they're, they're probably well clear. If you go into Derry and Donegal and don't have a defensive plan, yeah. See what happened the last two teams that went into Derry with no defensive plan, or, or you know, looked like no defensive plan anyway. So, they should so, be the
0: platform for going out to look, yeah, but, but really and truly, I think
1: they will look. Keane yeah. O'Neill's got in there, he seems to have changed things up, he seems to have improved them a lot defensively. And uh, now, we hadn't seen an awful lot of that, but obviously, as we spoke previous, they were working on this behind the scenes, and they were doing this, obviously, right? And um, so. And they'll know there's a lot of smart men in that group. They'll know this is their only chance. This is their only chance of winning all Ireland. Make sure they're defensively secure, make sure they're well set up. And then, but what Galway have, they probably have as good as anyone else in the country as fellas to transition. The role Dame Comer played the last time against Mayo was a brilliant role. So honest and unreal. But his legs, his power, his pace, to transition that ball forward from deep. We talked about it uh, with Dylan McHugh. You no know, Malai can do it. Uh, McDay the midfield they have legs like Conroy they have legs absolutely if shooters legs um if Galway nailed the system they have the men to carry the ball up the field Shane Walsh will probably get a free roll sit at the top of the day or you know he'd probably come back as bit, but ultimately you want him on the end of them and then you've, you're you going to have Conroy chipping in you have Conroy chipping in you're going to have, have McDay chipping in Galway have a right chance of a run in this competition in the, in the All Ireland if they. Absolutely nail the colors to the mast because let's be honest, Paul. They don't have the full back line to do it in all Ireland, man. To man. They, they, they don't have the half back line to another. So it's as simple as this nail the colors to the mast and go after this. This is how we're setting up. Come and beat us. You, we, you turn that ball over, we're gonna murder you on the break, you know. And that's what I think they need to. Know they,
0: they've seen this doesn't work. The league final is perfect evidence that when they went man a man, they couldn't. But is he uh.
1: Park's in year three now and it was two years previous when it didn't work either, Pop. You know you know yeah. what I mean? Like, so... so no, was,
0: As you said there, I think that league final, there was something being held back because... Ah, was. You don't was, just absolutely. turn on a system like that overnight, like...
1: No, no. I look, me and you would have been giving out of a goalie for a long time this year. And in fairness to them, they absolutely were clearly coaching every night in Lock George yeah. of this system and they just weren't showing anything. And fair play to them. And have the level of player, smart enough player, to be able to go out and execute one plan while hiding another one, that's level
0: of football that's a good level of preparation, you know. About their phone installed there. I know we think this is gonna be a tight game, but they're being somewhat written off. Like if you if you told someone to put money on it, I think most people here will back away. And
1: uh... <sighs> look it's 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 it, you're probably right. You're probably right. The neutral and the fellas that don't look deep enough into it probably would all back go away. But an all known form who was the greater bottle and who was the greater, you know, want? And and, and and in years, in the last 10 years, it's been Roscommon. You know, it's been Roscommon who've come out successful. It's been Roscommon, the league final, whatever messing was going on, no problem, still a national title. And yeah. and Roscommon came out on top of Crow Park. You know, Roscommon are dogged. They're, 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 Jesus, they're a good football inside. I, I don't really know how good Roscommon are this year. They're... um. Is there more in them? Are we underestimating them? You know, is there more in them? I, there probably is. Probably a very very strong side this year, and very
0: similar to, to Laird though. Like they're kind of they're playing with the six out and forwards. You have Murta, Mertza, yeah. Tony Smith, Connor Cox, Carlino.
1: Yeah, and and Heenan again. Heenan and, and who, who's the other wing forward? Heenan and. um
0: Kion. I Keone. I I think Lionel Kilroy did come in though for the league final. So,
1: again, it's it, it, yeah, it's just a little bit too offensive and you'll meet problems, you know, you're gonna meet problems with that, you know, and that's that's ultimately but but if Galway go to sit off so they the way the Malloy and and McHugh last they set off Mayo, right? If they sit off the likes of Aheena and he picks up a couple of cheap scores, right? You know, because he's because he's time. Does that force them to rethink? Does that force them to push out a little bit? You know, that kind of... So, my understanding of it was, in McHale Park, they were cheating off the two wing forwards. Two boys were sitting across the middle. Is that right?
0: Yeah, you kind of had your... Uh, you could say, yeah, Glynn, Silk, Sean Kelly, and then it was nearly in front of the full back line, say, on the right corner and the left yeah. corner. You had yeah, had McHugh sitting, and then you had Oli and Healy picking up the wing back position. Yeah, yeah.
1: So... You're, you know, you're leaving good players free there. You know, because Oli and Heaney will get occupied by the running wing back from the far side too. You know, so um, um, you know, you're leaving good players free there, and that's the look. It's a risk reward. If you nail your shots, you know, if you nail what you're doing, you'll win. Like Monaghan will tell you, we should have won the game last weekend. You know, with 17 wides, or I'm sorry, the kick 17 scores and the 20 wides on top of that. You know, or 20 short, with in, 20 more shots on top of that. So that, like. Everyone thinks Derry was a tactical masterclass. Mullin still had twenty shots dropped short or went wide. Twenty shots, and we kicked seventeen. You know, you know what I mean. Like so, so it's, it's, it's how you look at these things. If you get your execution right, and if you nail the plan, West common can win this game with six forwards. Uh, uh, you know, no problem. But they're not coming up against the top teams like the, the, the Open to this world in Cork. It's a different ball game when you get there. You know? But um, it's a very, very good game. It's a real game we all want to see. For me, it's, it's, it's a brilliant game. It's probably, you know, self and Donegal really are the two big games of the weekend, in my opinion. I think they're top-class games. I'd love to be out of either of them um, to really see the niggle, the tactical setup off the ball, the managers at the line. Just, I think they're real intriguing games. And, and they're completely 50-50 games.
0: Did you call
1: Galway. Full <laughs> <laughs> circle, Paul.
0: Fourth game, uh, last provincial final, four o'clock, Sunday. Um, we could really have Clonus sold out here between uh, gall and Derry. I get the sense from a coaching perspective and if you have a real Interesting football. This is going to be a fascinating battle, but this is not going to be a game for the traditionalist.
1: Oh no, this 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 now this is the game I would only love one of them soft seats at now. This is the game now that I love to be middle of the stand, sitting there with a well, I wouldn't even have a notepad out, but watching it, learning, picking up bits and pieces. What are they doing on the presses? Um what are they doing defensively? I think personally this is going to be a tactical, tactical battle. Unbelievably tactical battle and not for the traditionalists whatsoever. I can see Donegal. Roxford in fairness to him, has shown over the years he's tactically astute. He, he doesn't understand the game. Bonner as well. And Donegal are comfortable playing. I think where Tyrone and Monaghan, yes, they might have missed their chances. I think where they've fallen down is they try to play too much football against this guy. Probably going to be too honest and caught themselves in the traps too often and got to break for goals, which is what happened in both games, right? And um, I don't think Donny got will do that whatsoever. I think Donny Gall will murder. Them. I didn't want to set up to murder this dairy team. So if you want to drop off us, you drop off us, and we'll drop off you, and we'll play out a 10 Do you
0: think so- Donny Gall are going to do what dairy do? They're yeah. just going to absolutely copy them.
1: I think they'll murder them. Um, Remember back to the 2014 All-Ireland Final? Uh,
0: Everyone was raving
1: about Donegal and Kerry, right? And um, then when Papa chipped it, to Donaghy intercepted and got the goal. Remember this one, right? Everyone was raving about Donegal. Donegal were favourites, couldn't be beaten, uh, going for their second All-Ireland, whatever it was. And Fitzmaurice came up with a very, very strong plan and murdered them. I was at the game and I was taken aback by it them, pushed James, I don't know who, way out the field. Didn't let them get caught up in there. And ultimately, Donegal were stifled. <laughs> so, flipping it back to this again, I don't see Donegal getting into the same mess the t- that Theron and Monning got in. I don't see them being caught, bottled up by two and three Derry men, turned over and getting hit at Conor Dardy on the break, by Connor Glass on the break, by uh, McKinnis on the break. I just can't see that happening. Now, it might happen once or twice, but I can't see it happening. Derry need goals. Derry aren't, you know, Derry have their limits. Like they're a limited enough side, you know. They're just unbelievably well coached, unbelievably well disciplined. They're conditioned really well, and they're maxing out. But they're 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 limited enough. Like Benny Heron's a good inside forward. He's, you know, that's what he is. And um, but he's not he's not out of the top drawer or anything like it. Now I look at, if
0: you look at their forward line, and you're like, there's only one player who's going to score eight nine points a game if it's McGuigan.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And, and one thing I will say is I think Lachlan looks like he pulled up at his hamstring there the last day. The depth they're of... The... saying
0: he's sound anyways. I don't know, is he? Uh,
1: I don't know how many hamstring injuries you've seen, Paul. I've seen a few of them in my time. And yeah, they all take two weeks plus in my experience. and No matter what grade or what they are, but we'll see. We'll see. But the depth in Derry isn't there. Right, so they used Emma Bradley as a serious player off the bench. Fascinating
0: but, how tall hasn't got a look at yet.
1: Has I don't really know what's needs. happened. Maybe though, maybe it's one of them ones. You see Tommy Walsh come back. You see these lads yeah. come back, and they're at C. They're just different players for a couple of years. You see the running style. Everything has changed. So maybe, maybe he's fell into that category. Maybe you know. Um, but I just think a small bit. This team of, uh, you know, I think Derry will get their um will get their. I just think they'll get. Their fill of it, their exact fill of it, and they'll be met with something they haven't faced before, which is an ultra disciplined defence, packed defence. And Donegal will be happy enough to shoot from distance with Langan, Thompson, Murphy. They'll shoot away from distance, they'll kick enough from distance, pick up their freeze, and they could win out in a 110 to 1 8 dogfight. You know, that kind of I, I can't see 312, 313 being scored here. Just can't see it. Can't see it happening this weekend.
0: Yeah, these size meant last year in the Ulster qualifier at one point there. Does Roy Gallagher's influence though? And i have not worked with these Donegal players. Do you think that plays a role this weekend?
1: Yeah, Dun- Yeah, he'll know these Donegal lads inside out, and um, they'll know him inside out too. But yeah, he'll have the matchups. And in fairness, in Chrissy McKay and Brendan Rogers' mother, of God, they couldn't yeah. ask for two better men inside. Like phenomenal, phenomenal for any county, phenomenal inside pair. So, um, uh, it just. Will Donegal leave Murphy in there with Rogers or like hey, I just don't see it happening. I'd see he'll be float, I'd say he'll float in and out because and the
0: float on though that's gonna really kind of throw him off. Well, nearly throw Derry off. You think in one sense, because I will,
1: well, I guarantee you they won't stand Murphy in there behind the, the, the Derry blanket and um, and and Brendan Rogers baiting them. I, I just can't see that happening. They absolutely they'll have him in there. And absolutely, like what we said about Tyrone, they didn't keep Derry honest at all. They didn't put one or two balls in. And Donegal will absolutely do that. You see the goal against Cavan, where did it come from? You know, long ball into Murphy, didn't even touch it. And they still got a goal off it. But um, um, they will use him inside, but I do not see Michael Murphy in station inside full time. I can't see it. If you play into Derry's hands, this, this situation, I can't see it. I think Murphy's needed in and around midfield, on the 40, to kick scores over this, with Thompson and Lang on either side of him. And then Niall O'Donnell is a player I'd be using this week. Long range shooter. Yeah. I'd, be, I'd be getting him in on the 11 if I, was, if I was one or two. And I'd probably chip him two or three for play, you know.
0: There you've got a fast start in every game. So you feel Tony Gall, need to get on this from the start.
1: Yeah, I do. But I do feel it'll be um, the fast start will be negated a bit because I think be, from the throw-in, I, I think you're going to start seeing bodies flooding backwards, to be honest with you. And and I don't think either team will be caught. I can't see this Donegal team with all their levels of experience. Um, I can't see them having got two goals of watching Derry. You have to remember this, Paul. Derry had to go to the well twice now. With Tyrone and Monin. Like, absolute maxed out twice to get to where they are. And fair play to them. but Donegal of every clip every bit of that footage analysed to the nth degree and, and there's only so much more Derry can do. They haven't got the options to change this up. They are what they are. They're 100% honest. They're quality players, they're conditioned well, but they're limited. And yeah. and Donegal of all counties in Ulster, will have the plan. I can't see Donegal bet. Honestly, I can't see the bet. I just think they'll absolutely dog it out and They'll have no fear, this Derry team. Uh, they'll know exactly what they're expecting. And they, I could have put the biggest egg in my face after, but they will not leave themselves exposed for goal chances off turnovers the way the other two did. I, I, I cannot see that happen.
0: Oral Lynch likes to kick it long into the blocking out. Lots of numbers to the one side, the overloads. We've seen it. But Patton can kick. Over past that overload, I don't. Lynch, when he kicks it, that looks as fair as he can go.
1: Yeah, and that's that's the key threat. The pattern is, is Lent is uh, him and Begging are probably Morgan to an extent, but him and Begin really are the two long range kickers in the country. And they, uh, your press has to be very, very good. You have to be very careful on the last line of your press, though, and on the position of it. Because if you push up the field too high and you get done over the top, and let's be honest, is there any team in the country? who've done it more than Donegal, I don't think so. All, we can all remember it, the flick from Murphy to McHugh. You know, how many times have we all watched that happen? So um, I can't see I can't see Derry being overly aggressive on that. Um, can't see them being overly aggressive on the kick-out. Again, it doesn't suit the Derry game plan. They do not want to leave themselves exposed. So you press very aggressively on the kick-out ball, of the space behind you, you know, and yes. the has a bit of length to go over it. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, that's, that's what they're going
0: to do. You sound like a man who's thinking Donegal this weekend.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, honestly, I can't see Donegal I bet. It'll be a fight. It will not be pretty. Uh, I'm sure the RTE panelists will have a field day slating it afterwards. Uh, but for me, there's huge learnings as a coach for me in this, taking out in the exact setups and matchups and the traps as you mentioned earlier, but setting traps for each other and imitating each other and murdering I like it. this for me is a savage intriguing game. And and uh, yeah, i would be confident Donegala come out on top.
0: That's all on our show today. Um some great action uh, to look forward to we'll be back next week and we'll see then where Davy's predictions um write, uh with those games but uh thanks William for your time Davy
1: Thanks, Bob.